So we'd like to welcome you back for a very special milestone in Stream of Thought, episode number 100. 100. We made it here. I cannot believe we are sitting here right now after a hundred times of sitting together and just talking about nothing. Yeah. Well, well, technically technically. a couple of times fewer than that, but who's counting? (laughs) Not us. Yeah, not us. Well, not don't forget our, don't forget our secret episodes, which oh yeah, have yet we got a, we got a few ghost episodes. That so are, we are uh, we are well at a hundred private stock. But it it has been quite the journey, and we actually don't spend too much time talking about that. No, That's we a, go straight into it. It's just another episode of Stream of Thought, and we start off. Uh, Victor has got some. I don't. Oh, I had a couple. It's funny memories. I have I have a few memories to bring up, and immediately Rick shoots down the very first thing that I want to talk about. Oh, because it's but I just a couple little relics that bring us into uh, hoarding and then purging and letting go of (laughs) burdens, both physically and spiritually, and emotionally, and 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 emotionally, of course. Yeah, and we just uh, we spend some time just. Talking a little bit of my journeys the past couple of months, going yeah. to, to Jersey and Jersey, Minnesota, stopping by Chicago, which is why we're able to do yeah episode one hundred. I think the fates align for a reason. Exactly, and uh, as usual, uh, you could probably tell that we're just trying to figure out what it was that we were talking about <laughs> by the cadence of our voices as we talk like just this. as prepared as episode <laughs> number one of Stream of Thought. Just as prepared as episode number one. I don't even remember what we talk about. It's just a casual, free-flowing conversation. Casual, free-flowing conversation, 100th episode. We're going on just over a year of doing this podcast, which has been quite refreshing for both of us uh, from Mm -hmm. what we were doing with the Straight Up channel. Um, I really want to – which I'm happy we're incorporating that, bringing an element of the past into it and everything. Uh, And it's funny because if you've been listening to those straight up episodes, please let us know. It's like, hey, guys, I really like this. Or, hey, guys, it's really obvious that you're novices when uh, having completed those episodes. But it's been fun revisiting the past. And the growth. There's there's always the growth. It's been quite a journey. I mean, two and a half years, and we're still we're still at it. Yeah, you you and I are still plugging away. Almost yeah, two and a half years since starting the media slash entertainment kind of uh, projects that we've been doing, and just over a year on this podcast, which is which what I love the most. Like I've been having so much. It's been the most fun venture that we've we've set on this whole time. Absolutely. So bear with us while we figure out how we're going to continue to do this with people with us living in two different locations. Rick's just happens to be here, which is why, again, we're doing the Straight Up uh, series. Uh, in case you didn't know what was going on, go back to the special announcement. But I suppose without further ado, episode 100! <laughs> we hope you enjoy. All right, all right, all right. Wow, we're here. Did you ever? Did you ever think we'd be here, sitting here after? Eventually, a hundred. We had to do this ninety-nine times before. (laughs) Before we started getting things right. Yeah. Yeah. Man, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good that you have this. chrome laptop that this this thing looks brand new it's super portable super thin as opposed to the other laptops you were working with well it was it was a very kind ordination gift which was was wonderful but you know new things man new things are always happening what a better way to celebrate episode 100 than with a with a new chromebook yeah but speaking of new, I got some old things here in this folder. Oh, boy. I, uh, I thought we'd maybe just jump right into jump it. Jump right into it. Let's so, do it. in this folder, I'm going to first show you some old pictures. Oh, you're going way old. Oh, my Dude, goodness. look at no. these photos I got. These are no. from prom no. 2006. What's great about My favorite one is this Great picture. for an audio podcast. But yeah. No, we'll, <laughs> <laughs> to our best here. All right, I just have some old photos. Yeah, I have some old photos, and uh, you're welcome to have the copy that you're in, which is just this one. All right, moving on. (laughs) We were just not talking about photographs, but no, dude. Guess what I found? Do you remember that episode where uh, 
We, we, your mom had found like an old Glenbard West newspaper. Yeah. Right? Bro, I've got three of them in here. Oh, I have all the Glen- what? Glenbard newspapers. You have all of them? Yeah. Most of them. Really? Yeah. Well, now I suddenly don't feel so special. I'm a hoarder when it comes to stuff like... Well, but I'm, I wrote for the newspaper, too. So, okay. So I tend to keep keep them just because... This we're going to have to read off air. But you know what this is right here? Oh, it's the test, text, text exchange from... Te- there's a text exchange. Don't divulge details because we'll sound like idiots. AOL instant message. Yes. There's pages long that regard plans for prom. Yep. I, I, re- I remember. I'm <laughs> this was a very traumatic time for me. I remember yeah. this very clearly. Yeah. It was, it was, what, 18 pages. 18 pages, single-spaced, of going back and forth. Maybe, what, five of us? Six of us? Yeah. In a conversation... And a conspiracy is what this was. <laughs> and Cooper just being his antagonistic self. It was a conspiracy. It was a conspiracy. This is this is <laughs> Wow, there there are so many capitalized sentences, it's not even funny. Oh, there's another Yelling thing. At each other. I actually have also there's like three different conversations between you and me on AOL uh Instant Messenger from I wanna say fall two thousand and six. So at that time it was still being used. But it was, I'll have to, man, I'll have to check that out. But I I can't believe I didn't think to print it. Um, But yeah, I was, and the reason that I brought this, because uh, you mentioned hoarding, I've just been going through and just purging a whole bunch of unnecessary crap that I just don't need. And it feels awesome. Like, I have, uh, like, for example, I have three shoeboxes of just random things from um college and a couple years after college like those little rinky dink things you know that just kind of hold some value i went through that crap and i consolidated it to one shoebox i've gone through uh how many garbage bags worth of stuff have you most of it's recycling okay of papers just oh, it's all incredible crap how many of papers yes. just build up. I still have cartons of papers. Yeah. I got go most through. of it's like papers that I um, have, <laughs> and I also went through a ton of like old photographs and got rid of duplicates and other photographs. Oh, yeah, and just yeah. like this isn't that great of a photograph, and yes, because at one time photographs were printed hard copy photos and not stored on the computer or people's telephones. They were taken with a device called a camera. A camera, a, a Kodak. Then the, the, Kodaks, uh, the film had to get developed oh, and uh, you'd pick it up at the end of the day or the next day and uh, have your photographs and you put them in an album. Yeah, we were, we were kids and when that's we had how to do that. <laughs> yeah, we had to go to the Walgreens. Back in the old day. Right back in my day. Yeah. So I went through all that and um, dude, I and I went through a bunch of books that I've had like Pretty much all I have, of all the books I have, they're divided into pretty much two categories. Um, Books that are fiction and, uh, like, nonfiction that are self-help or, like, story books or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then there's all these text, or not textbooks, but books that I had read in college. Yeah, more academic. Yes. And so I got rid of all those. I donated them. And what's crazy when you're going through, like, what is it that you need and don't need? You really don't need anything. Yeah. And I went through my toys, and I was like, initially, I was like, oh, I, these are, I want to keep these. These are so great. But the reality is, like, if you were to get up and go somewhere, how much are you, how much baggage are you willing to burden yourself with mm-hmm. if you're, like, going to be moving somewhere? That's how I like to think of it. And I go through, and then I realize, like, oh, you know what? I kept this the first round. I kept it. The second round going through, I really don't need this. Yeah. I go back through stuff over and over, and man, I have gotten rid of so much unnecessary crap that at one point in time, it's like, oh, this holds some value. Like, mm. I'm going to hold on to this for a little bit. And a couple of years go by, and then maybe you remember it, maybe you don't. And then all of a sudden, it's like 10 years, and you're like, what was I thinking holding on to this? I don't crumple it up, garbage. Dude, you just presented the perfect metaphor for life in general <laughs> i mean sometimes and the only reason as you're saying this i'm just like wow you were speaking to me on like a spiritual level i yeah. know you're talking about like throwing out old papers yeah. and stuff but you were speaking to me on this deeper level that you know this past weekend it's like i just had to let go of things like why am i holding on to these things in my past that yeah. really are are doing nothing but just giving me extra crap to carry yeah. around 
And so sometimes you just got to let go of stuff. And even if it has good memories with it, is it really something that you're willing to, to burden yourself with? So, yeah, I, I think that's yeah. really, that's both uh, um, interesting and profound. It, uh, it's a cleanse, dude. It feels great. It does, it yeah. It feels really absolutely. great. It's hard. It can be hard, though. It can be. You, you really have to sort of be critical of. What I have noticed is this is a process. It's not just you get it all done in one day. So true. You so got to step away from it for a while. A process. You know, well come said. back a day or two later and just continue to get rid of things. Absolutely. But uh, one thing that I did grab that I'm going to keep because I went through, I had like a bunch of like old Rolling Stone magazines that I kept because I liked who the who was on the cover and what the main story was. I was like, I don't need this, don't need that. But one thing I did keep, I have like two copies of that are still very good condition newspapers, I think the day after Obama was elected president. Those I'm definitely holding on yes, to. Th- those are history. Yes. Absolutely. Like when the Bears went to the Super Bowl, I had, uh, I actually had every sports section from the Chicago Tribune every week up through really? the playoffs. So that's something that I probably will keep the whole season just because it's a collection and yeah. it's the full collection too. If I was missing half of them, then it wouldn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But I was very diligent because it was second year in college, I think. That they ended up going right 2008 or 2000, no, 2006. It was 2007 was when they were in the Super so, Bowl. Yeah, it was my sophomore yeah. year. And um, so that's when I was in. No, for. Uh, Challenge accepted. No, because I was living in Ross at the time. Are you sure? 2007, yeah. spring 2007. Yeah, because we went in. We were freshmen. 2006 is when we graduated, 2006 is the fall. Going into college, two thousand seven is when they went to the Super Bowl. But the playoffs, though, are in February of the following year, right? Two thousand seven, the spring semester, okay. two thousand seven. But right. hey, we're spending time yeah, on I stuff know. that just it doesn't totally matter. Totally irrelevant. Okay, got it. it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I sorry, mean, I just fucked up your entire flow. You totally. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And one for the uh, road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. So, so with this cleanse, though, yeah, you got you got to make the hard decisions. Yeah, but it's been nice. Yeah. But I've. It's funny because now you've been in uh, Minnesota and you've spent some time in New Jersey, and some things have happened where it's like, oh, I just really need to talk to someone about this. Like, uh, this would be great for a podcast, and then I forget about what I it know. Is. I, I've actually felt the same same way too. But it's been hard, man. It's been good, and I just noticed, too, this kind of sucks, but uh, it was recently the, I can't remember what it's, I don't know, the, I don't know what it is. Is it called the Equinox or something? We, uh, anyway, the days now are slowly getting shorter in terms of sunlight. Yeah. I mean, it's not that noticeable. I can already kind of feel it. But, uh, I mean, the sun is up at, like, 5.15, 5.30 in the morning. It's great. This is, this is probably my... Aside from the heat, and it's been... The weather has been very nice since I've been back in Chicago. But aside from the heat, just having the long days is just... How has Minnesota incredible. been? It's been it's been good. It's been a, a period of adjusting. I think just changing the area where I was living and sort of looking for a fresh start really changed my mindset and got me going in a way that I could not have envisioned if I was still living in this area right now. Oh, so you're kind of more attacking in attack mode as Oh, I think, uh, I think just lifestyle in general. Um, cause you know, aside from this podcast, I, I'm not really a very social person. Right. And I, for the past couple of years have more or less been isolating myself from people around me. So going up to, Minneapolis kind of broke me out of that spell, and for the first time, I felt my felt that I felt comfortable reaching out to people and trying to get back into touch with individuals who I hadn't talked with in in years, who had been supportive and and all that through through the trying times. But uh, also started going back to church uh, when I went up to Minneapolis, and that was something that I couldn't bring myself to do while yeah. I was still living around here. <laughs> and yeah, and so. It's kind of just been finding, I mean, finding really any sort of job that would be, uh, allow me to be able to, you know, get my own place right in the area and, you know, 
So that search has been ongoing, but while I'm kind of getting into the new swing of things, one of the people who I reach out to is a guy, uh, Joe, uh, who I knew from seminary. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so got in touch with him, and that was actually a couple of weeks after I had moved to, to Minnesota. I, I reached out to him. Um, no, actually, it was a couple of weeks before, because I was supposed to go... I was first supposed to go visit him in New Jersey sometime a couple of months ago. There was a and then storm, the nor'easter right? yeah. came up the East Coast, and I think we ended up recording a podcast. I, yeah. I forget what episode that yeah. was. And then I was supposed to move up to Minneapolis, and then that was the weekend yeah, that the snowstorm came. So I had I had these tentative plans to go up there already, and so once I was up in Minneapolis, I pr- found a time to to actually go visit and that was the, actually this past week which is why i'm swinging through nice. chicago right now nice so it's good to have you back for Thanks, number man. 100 number 100 I, I i love how this sort of lined up perfectly too it's, it was weird because after you left it it was i was very uh aware like oh not doing a not doing a podcast this week hmm uh okay yeah and the next week goes by it's like oh I got some things I want to talk about. I uh, know this stuff just builds up. Uh, okay, and then it's now it's been what has it been a month and a half pretty much? I don't think it's been a month and a half. It's when been, you, it's you been left for Mother's Day in Mother's May, Day. It's been it? about yeah, yeah, it was Mother's almost Day. May fourteenth was Mother's May 14th, Day, so five weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I was so I was up there for about four weeks then because uh, I left midway through this past week. Good. Yeah, man, I know. I've been feeling the same way because it's, it's, I mean, I, I liked our mobile podcast, but it's just not the same as being in the studio it's in after, person. I could tell you, like, the, when we did the, mo- when we did the uh, mobile podcast in terms of the phone call, um, after listening to it one time, I was like, yeah, we're definitely not doing this on a regular basis because, one, it's just not the same yeah. as having someone in front of you, and two, like, I liked it. But I don't want to listen to a, I don't want to listen to a phone call. I want to listen to a conversation. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, maybe if we had better a better way to record you know? mobile and just make the illusion that we're yeah. actually in the same room as opposed to hearing it's audibly you could, you could, a yes, phone call. You, yeah, exactly. We have <laughs> we have not developed the technology yeah. to fix this problem yet. No. We're working on it. But yeah, I I, I kind of feel the same way and. Uh, Hey, come up to come up to Minnesota, man. I'll be honest. I'm probably not going to come up to Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair enough. And let me tell you why. When I think of Minnesota, in terms of getting there, I just think like, I don't know why. I, I know it's possible to fly there, obviously. But I just think like anyone that goes to Minneapolis always drives. And I do not want to drive for eight hours by myself. Like that's just out of the question. I don't want to drive. Most of a, fl- a flight's pretty cheap. I know, but I also do not enjoy being on flights that are like an hour long. If I'm going to be on an airplane, I'd rather go somewhere that's going oh, for a while. Wow, okay, so so hours. the airplane ride has to be over a certain length, but the because car drive I'm has pl- to be under a certain length. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I Because if I'm putting time into getting to an airport, going through security, if I'm spending more time <laughs> going through security and being in an airport than in the airplane, it's not, I'm not going to do it. But... There's also that sweet spot or not so sweet spot where driving is also just an inconvenience. <laughs> so that part of the world, that part of the country, I'm just I'll probably never go there as the result of the weird tiny little um just the uh how would you say just the the category that it falls under under transportation. Too far to drive, too short to fly. <laughs> you are very Dude. particular, my friend. You are one very friends, particular. One of my friends, uh, he travels a lot for work. And he once was on, I believe it was a 30-minute plane ride. Yeah, right. And I was like, why didn't you drive? And he's like, I don't know. The company just had me fly instead. It would have been faster for me to just drive myself from point A to point B than to go to the airport and get on the airplane oh, wow. and get and land. You know, I do have to say, I, I am kind of of that opinion as well. Because, I mean, yeah, if if you're gonna fly and you're basically, I I spent 
a good 40 minutes in the security line. And right. so if my, my flight is less than that, it, and the time it takes to get to the airport and all, all that stuff, deplaning and yeah. getting out. Yeah, it can be it can be a it can be a pretty long process. And for what you know, a thirty minute hour long flight, I don't know. Now I can do uh, car rides that are more than eight hours if they're like a road trip like car ride, you know, with friends or even if you're by yourself going across country. Maybe, yeah, but like just but, for one, you know, it's just it's too exhausting. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> eight, eight hour eight hours is a long time. But maybe Absolutely. I'll surprise you one of these days. <laughs> You should. It's awesome. Hit up Hy-Vee with uh, yeah, you the, and Brooks. The, the Hy-Vee bar. Yep. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I want to, uh, yeah, I got I to gotta check out Whole Foods again. But, yeah, I really enjoy the uh, grocery store slash bar scene, especially when it's, like, the place to be when it's you're the over new the age thing, of 30. Man. Yeah, it's the new thing. But, yeah, I enjoyed it. Oh, so you've been in Minnesota for five weeks. You'll be there forever. Or just you're just kind of hanging out, enjoying your time there, and not well, you're not hanging out, but you're there for a reason. And um, is it going as planned, or is it like, uh, are you are you already like, yeah, I'm getting a lot of stuff done, but I kind of want to come back to Glen Ellen already. Well, I mean, it's interesting because I have now in the past week been in three separate locations in a very short. So you know, my home in Minneapolis. My home back in New Glen York Ellen. City, New Jersey, uh, yeah. and my home here back in Glen Ellen. And they really all do feel like home. It's very interesting. And they all have sort of pluses and minuses when it comes to yeah. just whatever. Uh, I like I like the people up in Minnesota. I mean, you know, it's they are Brooks Brooks and Angie are amazing and Victor Nally, even though they're coming down to Chicago soon. Right. Um, you know, two of my, two of my dearest friends, um, so the, and everyone, everyone's a lot friendlier. (laughs) It's, it's just, it's an, it's a very upbeat and pleasant place to be. I think everyone tends to walk around more with a smile on their face than with a frown. Here's my library card. Why is it, why is it down your pants? No, it was in my pocket. pocket. I was, I was, as you were telling me this, I was like... What's in my pocket? And I'm like, what is it? It's a card of some sort. I put. Oh, that's where my library card went. Do you look for that the other day? Uh, not too often, but I did check out a couple books the other day, and I had them on hold. And the one time I went to get the second book, I was like, uh, I don't have my library card, but here's my ID. And like, yeah, that works. Oh, thank you, library lady. They're, like, renovating it. They're making it look a little bit different for the lobby. I heard. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I don't know when it's supposed to be done, but... That's crazy that Glen Ellen Library is still... Do you remember when the library used to be the, uh... The, uh... Glenbard... uh, Where the current Glenbard Township Administration Building is, or one of them, is where the library used to be. That building across... Where we did driver's ed. Oh, you didn't do driver's Mm -hmm. ed in high school. The building next to Beaster. That used to be the town's library... Yeah, I think I'd heard some story about that. I have a very vague memory of it. But it's a nice library, though, man. It's, it's a it's super no, nice it's library. A, it's probably the nicest library it. that I've ever seen. That I've ever been in. I mean, and they pretty much very can. modern, very yeah. clean, yeah. very up to date. Huge selection of Massive, books. Massive, yeah. I remember that. Well, because I remember the they have the year on the building, 1995, when that thing was built. Uh, and speaking of 1995. I uh, decided to, sh- to try and sell some of the toys that I was getting rid of, which I got rid of a lot of my toys a long time ago, stuff I didn't care about, but these are more like my Star Wars and Jurassic Park toys. Oh, what a time. What yeah, a time dude. for collector's items yeah. that people are looking for. Exactly. How's that going? Well, I just put them on eBay today. What What's your... Like, give an example of a toy that you put in a price. So, I have the Millennium Falcon, and... Get this. So I have the Millennium Falcon. And I put the starting price for like $25 or something like that. And um, this thing is so this thing is so wild because it you have bat you can put batteries in it and there's these buttons on the side that make it light up and make sounds. Oh, the yeah, that Millennium Falcon that yeah. they have commercials for. And uh, this thing is from 95 and bro, for 20 
plus years, these batteries have been in there, and they still fucking work. No way. Yes. Now, no, that's not possible. It is, bro. I don't think that that's chemically it is, possible. It is, because Are I... Are they, like, welded in there now? No, listen. <laughs> permanent source of now, power? Now, here's the... Now, here's a caveat, so to speak. <laughs> they are not to be disturbed. And they work. Because here's what happened. I was... Because I was looking on eBay for what the products that I was going to sell to see what type of pictures they were taking, what type of description they were using and everything. And I see one of the pictures. I was like, wait a minute. Is there a compartment that I don't know about? And on the side, there's this little thing, this latch that can open up. I forgot it was where the batteries go. And so I opened it up, right? And I took one of the batteries out and I was like, yep, this confirms what I thought. This thing has been in here for 20 plus years because I had a Jewel Osco generic battery in there that the design and the text screamed mid-90s, mid to early 90s. I put it back in. I close it up. Later, I come back to work to touch the buttons. doesn't work. Bro, for several days, I'm fucking around with this Millennium Falcon because I just have it out now, and it's kind of cool, and I like to... I like to... Okay, I like pressing the buttons and see the shit light up and make sound, right? Yes. And, uh, and I'm fucking with the buttons and everything, and then I discover this latch, and I realize, oh, it's where the batteries go, and I put it back on. This latch also has the metal that connects to the positive and negative. Okay. And I put it back on, and I touch the buttons, and it stopped working. What the fuck? Is it working now? No. I gotta put new batteries in. I'm not going to, because I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna sell it, but... Wow. Also... You should put new batteries in just to make sure it works. The same thing... I, there was this like toy truck. This is how you know a toy is is uh, is is great and amazing when it's made of metal and not some cheap plastic. Oh my goodness! You know what I'm saying? Yeah, back in the day. So I have this truck. Back in the day. I have this truck, and on the side is this little uh, is this little button that you twist it and to start the engine, and it makes the sound of a diesel engine, and the lights turn on. And then when you re- reverse the truck, it makes the beeping sound, mm-hmm. and you can press the horns on the top, and it goes, ah, ah, yeah, yeah, 10 yeah. Four, good buddy. Yeah. And uh, that thing also, bro, I've had that since I was, like, no younger than seven years old. Now, somewhere probably between the ages of seven and ten, the batteries may have been replaced. I don't know, but I swear to God, I have not touched that thing since I was a child. Again, at least 20 years, and the batteries still work. That, that is incredible. That actually shocks me. That that, Bro, that could even I don't be know how to explain that. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I've ever tried any of the toys that light up. Right. If they still work, they might. It's possible. I mean, if you think about it too, where they were stored was even in months that are really humid. It's in the basement, so it's still relatively cool, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm trying. And these things have not been touched moved at all for a long ass time so i don't know but i thought it was really cool yeah see for me it would be i mean i have i have a bunch of comic books okay but i'm not i don't really read comics anymore and they're nice memories and all but yeah not something i need and the other thing is my brother and i share this huge like bin of x-men figures figurines and so my thought is and i'll probably talk with robert about this but uh if Marvel acquires the X-Men into the franchise and put them into the Marvel Cinematic Universe with uh, Iron Man and, you know, uh, it'll be like the Fantastic Four, X-Men, all that will get incorporated into the Doctor Strange, Ant-Man universe, and uh, if that happens, then that would be the perfect time to sell those collectibles, because those things are back when the TV show was out. Yeah. They're like replicas of the TV show. I had... We used to have... I remember for Christmas one time, I got, like, an X-Men play set of, like, their their headquarters or their base. Oh, really? I don't know what... We didn't have it for very long. I wasn't, like, big on X-Men, but I liked cartoons and everything. Oh, and cards. Collector... Like, Pokemon cards and, um... Yeah, Yu- dude. Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I, uh... I had Yu-Gi-Oh, and I got rid of them a long time ago. But my Pokemon cards... Again, I got ri- I took out all the cards that were the holograph ones with the foil background, uh-huh. and the other ones I'm just They're giving rare. away, yeah. you know? But, uh, bro, I remember 
uh, there was this toy shop. It's still there. Learning Express Toys next door to where Dominic's used to be. Um, on Fridays, they would have like a Pokemon card trading day. And so I would go there and uh, we'd go there sometimes. And I bought, dude, this is like one of the highlights of my childhood, right? Because I didn't really buy Pokemon cards. I somehow acquired them from my brother and friends who gave me cards that they had duplicates of or, like, didn't need. And slowly over time, I got, like, some decent cards. Yeah. I never played the actual game with the, that you play with the cards. I just collected them, you know? And somehow got people to, to give me, I think, sometimes some hologram cards. But anyway, I think I only bought Pokemon cards twice. One of them was, like, you know, sometimes they had, like, a booster pack, which gave, like, 11 or 12 cards mm-hmm. in the little foil mm-hmm. package. And some of them were, like, a like a starter set pack mm-hmm. which is like more like a box that came with like 50 cards and I think sometimes it came yeah. with like some pebbles or weird shit and I bought one of those and in one of those was like a hologram like Dragon Knight which is like that orange dragon you, you remember that guy? Yes. And I think those maybe always guaranteed like one hologram card yes, for the yeah, most part. Those, yeah. But one time I bought a booster pack right? Bought the booster pack this motherfucker only comes with like 10 to 12 cards and I'm in the van and I'm shuffling through the cards to see what I get because we're not on the way home with my brother and our neighbors. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 boom. No fucking way. I got a Charizard card! I got a Char- Charizard in a booster pack. That's like the highlight of my childhood oh, yeah. in my Pokemon days. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't believe it. And to this day, I still I keep it in a little plastic, like a plastic sheath inside of a hard plastic uh yeah the hard practice and on the flip side i got my hologram mewtwo card oh yeah and what i want to do is because i took out all the hologram cards uh, i think what i like to do is to uh frame them all in one frame like i think it would look really nice to have just have it be a like a glass obviously glass but like have a see-through frame. So, like, if it's if the frame is black, yes. yeah. any wall that you hang it on, you can see through the... You see the cards, but you can see through the glass and see the wall. You know I what see. I'm saying? Yep. But then I was like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I took out my my uh, Bulbasaur and Ivysaurd card and my Squirtle and War Turtle card. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? Someday I'm going to go on Amazon or eBay and I'm going to buy the hologram Blastoise and... What's the War Venusaur? No, uh, Venusaur. Yeah. Venusaur. And I'm gonna have the so three of them in one frame. Mm. So that because that's all I really only need of the things that I care about um, from my childhood. It's like those Pokemon cards are kind of cool. I col- I kept one Jurassic Park toy and like one Star Wars toy. Both my brother and I have complete Pokemon card sets from the right. first and. I think maybe second edition, but definitely first edition. We have the full complete. Like set. the red and blue Pokemon, you're saying? The what do you mean red and blue? Like the first wave of Pokemon? Yeah, the first 150, 150 Pokemon. Okay, yeah. and all those cards. We both have complete editions. But then my dad also, in addition to collecting comic books, would also. Oh, I thought your dad. I was like, your dad got into Pokemon. No, <laughs> but he did buy uh, not just those like, 50-card starter sets or whatever, mm-hmm. unopened. But he bought the boxes of the starter packs. So, like, what 50... Series 50, of or, cards. I mean, not starter packs. 50, um, like, pouches of the cards. Like, the ones that you see in the store where they open it up and you just buy one or whatever. Yeah. He has a couple full of those. Unopened. Uh, and a couple are, like, first edition. Of what type of cards? Pokemon. Oh, yeah. First holy edi- shit. First edition Pokemon unopened uh, booster packs. Wow. Yeah. No way. Yeah, the big boxes kind. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And the same with uh I think he ha- I think he might have a couple of um uh Yu-Gi-Oh set, like packages as well. Dude. And then when McDonald's was doing the promo of I think it was McDonald's of the gold-plated uh Pokémon things that were actually gold-plated cards. They, it was like a ma- thick metallic... Like a medallion? It was kind of like a medallion, but it was a, it was like a medallion card. Okay. Like a trinket okay, kind of okay. thing. But it was made of metal, and it was coated in, like, gold paint, and 
they were super coveted. Maybe it was from Arby's or some sort of restaurant was doing the promotion. And so he has the full collection of that as well because that was like a limited time promotion. That was one of the last nice things that the fast food restaurants were doing right. during the Pokemon craze. And then everything sort of became all these little stupid breakable trinkets. Yeah, whereas exactly. something that actually was wow. kind of cool. So he has collection upon collection of just unopened stuff and first edition stuff that's just I can't imagine how valuable that would be especially if it comes back to be the craze that it was when it Dude, started. you could sell that for sub- so some of the toys that I was selling on uh, on eBay that I put up today so for example like I have the I have the trailer from Jurassic World do you remember the trailer do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I remember the I, I remember the toy. I never really... I have the trailer, yeah. and then I have, like, the Humvee that has, like... Uh, I'll just show you a picture. I'm not going to waste people's time trying to describe this. But the trailer, unopened, on eBay, like, these things, like, several hundred dollars. Six, seven hundred dollars, four hundred dollars. Wow. Like, wow. damn. But here's the thing, though, dude. Toys are meant to be played with. Like, if you collect That's them the and thing. it's unopened, yeah, yeah, okay, I get it. But, dude, I want to play with the toy. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I want to set them up on a shelf or something in my office, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> but, or, unless you buy, unless you buy toys to play with and then you buy duplicates to just have concealed. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of cool memories, too, especially if you have those first edition cards yeah. back before something actually became super popular. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of nice to keep that as a, like, yeah, good, a fun memory back when I was ahead of the curve kind yeah. of thing. There's the sentimental value as well. Yeah. There is a lot of sentimental value. And then, like, it changes. So, like, what was really important to me, like, ten years ago going through stuff, like, oh, I really want to keep this. It's like, uh, yeah, no. Uh, I just, like you said, I just, I just don't need this baggage. Like, the, I have this value in my memory mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. just don't physically need the actual thing because it's holding me down right now. Yep. Yep. Oh man, man, oh man. So many changes, my friend. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else that I, uh, uh, you mow the lawn today. Is that where your shoes are? Uh, a couple of days green? ago before, <laughs> before it started raining. Yeah. It was, uh, thought I'd, I'd are those new shoes? My out. Well, kind of, yeah. They look new. Were this has happened before? Those aren't your lawn mowing shoes. I know. I didn't bring any other shoes. I brought my dress shoes from <laughs> Jersey to Chicago, so it'll be fine. This wears off eventually. It ends up becoming white again, so I'm not too concerned. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, fun stuff. So I'm an ordained minister again. I thought so. I thought being ordained, you just do it one time and you're good for life. Uh, well, no, no, that's not really how it works. You got to pay a fee and renew every year. No, that's not how it works uh, either. Okay. Uh, basically, you have to remain in good standing in your denomination. So, got it. No, I'm not a pastor at a church anymore. So, my, st- I'm no longer in good standing in got the UCC. It. So. Yeah, uh, ended up, that's why I was in Jersey. I was getting ordained back into, oh, this is, I don't even know if I want to try and explain the whole situation. It's just very... Well, you've already started, so go ahead. I don't want to bore you or right, bore myself. Don't. But basically, it comes down to, I'm going into the Catholic tradition. I'm going to be, this is the first step. I'm My official title is Reverend Deacon... Rick Thorsell now, so I can do marriages, I can do baptisms, I can do communion. Um, like, I have legal authority to marry people, for example. Can't uh, you do that stage. for, like, 1999 online? Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But having having the cred of a legitimate... Right, yeah, no, like, I got gotcha. you. tradition... You're doing you it the right little, way, not the a, fast way. It's a little more comprehensive, yeah. too. And... A little more reputable. <laughs> well, yes, and if you get a marriage license, you can't really... That doesn't... That shouldn't give you the right to be able to do... I mean, it doesn't give you the right to do a baptism, for example, because that's also a legal process, or uh, a communion, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, it's kind of limited in that regard. But this covers pretty much all the sort of basic things. The one thing that I can't do is take confession. Oh, damn. Okay. So that comes 
in a month and a half from now, August 5th, well, a month from now, in August Secrets. 5th, when I will be ordained, I know, in, and I, I will be Father Ricks then. I will, wow. I will be Father Ricks, yes. And they, they Joe has been wonderful. Bishop uh, Joe has been wonderful because he's fast-tracked the process. Normally, it's a two-year waiting period, but he said because I was already ordained as a pastor uh-huh. and have been ordained in the past, um, that he talked to the archbishop and the archbishop okayed it, and so they're fast-tracking me. From two years to about a month and a half. <laughs> That's great. So what are what's the hierarchy of the titles? So I'll, I'll describe... From every, everything okay, so when, from... When I say Catholic, when right. I say Catholic, it means something different than what you're thinking. Oh, okay. So, okay. The Catholic faith has existed since the start of the church. Uh, since, yeah, I know. Since Paul. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like you're like the Catholic face it's existed for about I'm just like do people actually need this explained to them do some people think it's been around for like 5,000 years or something or some like, people might or like 500 years yeah maybe <laughs> Jesus be, you would be surprised how right? ignorant people are of uh, religious history in general. right and not ignorant in a bad way they just don't it's have any been around in for uh yeah, like yeah 2,000 yeah, well, years yeah about 2,000 years yeah yeah so so that's how that's how Christianity started, though, was the original understanding of the Catholic Church was apostolic faith. So Jesus selected representatives to be his apostles in the world. And so that's the, the way that, that as the church became an institution, it organized its structure in a way that you had the pope, the archbishops, or I'm sorry, the pope, cardinals, archbishops, bishops, and priests. So that's kind of how it viewed. Now, there were two schisms in the Catholic Church. And so the first schism came around 1,000. Okay. Um, 1,250, sorry. And it was between the Eastern Orthodox and the Roman uh, and, the, and the traditional Catholic. Um, so Eastern, Eastern Catholic versus Western Catholic. Got it. So when you hear somebody say that they're Orthodox or they're Orthodox Catholic, then they're likely from an Eastern country because that's where it's predominantly. And they don't, they have their own Pope who's called, who has a different title and all that. And as Westerners, we don't really see them at all in public. We don't really know much about them in common culture. So then in the eight, I believe it was 1850, the Catholic church split again. And one faction said we don't believe that the pope is infallible we don't believe that the pope is always right we believe that the pope is uh you know a is is an important figure but we don't we cannot say that his word is infallible you know there needs to be more of the spirit of the law versus the letter of the law kind of thing okay and the other group said the pope is infallible and so the pope, the section that said the Pope is infallible went to Rome, and they became the Roman Catholic Church. And the other went to Lyon in France and became the Old Catholic Church. And so the Old Catholic Church, following more of the spirit of the law versus the letter of the law, wanted to be more open and welcoming. And so because they did not recognize the Pope's authority, they allowed the ordination of people who would normally be rejected from ordination in the Catholic tradition. So it evolved that eventually women could be ordained into the old Catholic church that, um, that gay, uh, that gay men or women could be, uh, ordained into the Catholic mm-hmm. church that married people could be ordained to be okay. priests so more bishops, or archbishops. Yeah. So who are the, who are the folks that put, tie that shit around their, uh, thighs <laughs> and clamp it? And, like, have the spikes go in, and then also, like, whack themselves over the back. Yeah, they're not really in the conversation at all. Okay. <laughs> You've seen the Da Vinci Code really too many times. <laughs> yeah, dude. Jarvis did a number on himself in that <laughs> movie. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Paul, so... yeah, Paul Bettany. <laughs> God. <laughs> Jarvis, why? 
<laughs> Don't do this to yourself. You've seen that movie way too many times. I, I read the book, and um, I've only seen the movie, like, maybe twice. I've read the book, like, four times. It's an awesome it's book. I like, couldn't, book. I couldn't put it down. No, you can't put it down. Yeah. As much as people poop on it, <laughs> it's very enjoyable. It's, yeah. it's very... It's like, I love adventure books. It's like, like, it's like things are just always changing, and they're on to the next quest, and then there's a new problem, and it's, oh, we, oh, no, now we defeated that problem, and then another one comes up, oh. Yeah, it's yeah, very fast-paced, and he does a great job of uh, visualizing yeah. where they are, too. Yeah. It's very visceral. So, anyway, I'm, a, I'm of the old Catholic church now. Okay. Which, there are certain certain uh, sects within the old Catholic church, which actually are accepted by the Roman Catholic church. Whoa, that's weird. So, the old Catholic church are the ones that are, like, newer in thought, and being more liberal. That's weird. Yes. Because they they identify as the old Catholic Church because they go back to what Jesus saying is that it is the spirit of the law, not the letter of the law. Okay, okay, I see. And and so that's their attitude is that uh, there's still the hierarchy that they believe. uh, I believe the archbishop is the highest highest title. I don't believe that they have cardinals. Um, And then it's bishops and then uh, fathers slash priests. And then reverends below that. Okay. Got it. So, the yeah, the plan is in a month from now to get ordained then as a father so that I can then legally take confession. And so if somebody tells me that they murdered someone, I'm not required to report it. If, it's, it. if it's done in confession. I had a lot of questions about that because I'm like, well, if someone's suicidal, I mean, that's kind of... Uh, and he explained to me the Catholic logic is that, well, the only way that a confession can be completed is if they, uh, they seek, seek, uh, um, what is it? Absolution from the sin. And so they would have to accept not committing suicide in order to have a complete confession. If it's not a complete confession, they say, I'm still going to go do it the priest is no longer bound because they do not want absolution for their sins. Okay, I see. So it's kind of a loophole in the way. Is if you're still worried about them and they can't say that they're not going to do it, then technically it doesn't fall under the parameters of confession. So that's like the one exception. Have you ever been to, uh, have you ever been to the Vatican or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Honey is that well, like pretty awesome? Huge, massive, larger than life. Yeah? I mean... You think about the opulence of a place like this. It's just there's it, it is the the finest of the fine. It is, and it's just massive, um, very uh, reverent too. I mean, there's just images and holy holy relics just all over the place. Wow, it's gorgeous. So, do you know how many uh, popes there have been since? Since they came after Jesus? Oh, I've known at some point in time. Like, is it just like 20 or something? No, it's more than that. I mean, popes actually have a very short lifespan, really. Because um, they tend to come in at an old age, and they either die die of old age, or yeah. they, they get assassinated, or whatever. How many, how many, uh, do you know how many have been assassinated? I don't, not off the top of my head. It's you, easy to Google, though. Right. So if you're going to be quizzing me on Google no, questions, no. I can always pull it up. What's the process for... So, how does someone be, get elected to be a pope? College of Cardinals. It's a gathering when the pope dies, or in this last case of Joseph Ratzinger, uh, when he stepped down. Is that the guy who was in, like, the Nazi youth? He was Benedict, yeah. Pope Benedict. Um, the ninth, I believe. Uh, but he ended up... Instead of dying, all the popes had basically died in office. He ended up stepping down, and when when that happens or when they die, the College of Cardinals, which is there's only a handful of cardinals, maybe like I don't know, hundreds of cardinals. Normal normally each country will have a cardinal or a region will have because like, we have one or two cardinals in the U.S. for example. So there's only a handful of cardinals, less, less than a hundred. They gather together and vote for who will be the next pope. And they keep voting until there's a majority. So they get together, and one of those College of Card- one of the members of the College of Cardinals will become the pope. Yes, correct. 
and they keep voting and voting and voting. Until somebody gets a majority of the votes, yeah. So normally there's uh, uh, contenders, like the preferati, uh, so three or four people who are seen as the viable options, and based off of their political and social ideology, they'll get certain segments of the vote because it's a very diverse ideological spectrum for the College of Cardinals. I feel like the College of Cardinals, like, how do they get together? Like, they coordinate things via email, or they just, like, <laughs> send... Like, I, they, it's they, funny because, like, I can't imagine them... They're in the 21st century. I know, but do. I still... I It's such an... I just can't put those two things together. You know what I see? I, I imagine them getting together with handwritten letters that are sealed with wax. <laughs> that are sealed with wax. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that is how it's delivered when they call for the yeah, College right. of Cardinals. Maybe it's, there's a ceremonial component there, and it's not an email like, hey, Pope <laughs> dead, come to, <laughs> come to Rome. Right. Kind of <laughs> vote on Da Pope. <laughs> See you soon. Pope Dave at Yahoo.com. <laughs> yeah, but... It's very blue. But anyway, that's not that's not part of what I have to focus on. Got it. Uh, because I'm in the old Catholic church that it, it stops at our okay. archbishop. So, but I might also be joining the Franciscan order as well, which is a sect that I believe is recognized by the Roman Catholic church. Fun stuff. It is. Good to hear that you're... Uh making some waves and that you're got to do a I love that you're doing this at the uh expedited version of uh i, 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 on, up I only operate at max speed, <laughs> only operate at max speed <laughs> all or nothing i'm gonna do something i got one done. speed go, go. <laughs> yeah so it's been go man and i've been i've been loving it um did i helped with a wedding i gave communion at a catholic wedding and I think they were all, like, pretty much Roman Catholic. Yeah. But they were all at least Catholic. So it was very interesting. With the wafers, I had to put some in people's mouth. Uh-huh. Which, I don't know, is something I never did as a Protestant minister. Interesting. They do uh, juice, or they do the real deal? Oh, do... it's wine. But they didn't, they, there was no wine in the ceremony. It was just the wafers. Got it. Body, okay. Body of Christ. Got it. So that was interesting. I got to wear my clerical collar. I saw that Man, photo. Dude, people treat you so differently when <laughs> when you got the bat arm. suit on. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you're Batman, yeah, I'm Batman. When you got so, the when you got the superhero outfit, it's uh, the <laughs> suit up. You got people coming up to you. Oh, father, do you have everything that you need? Are yeah. you okay? Is it you know whatever? Uh, and and Joe was telling me when we would go into some restaurants or uh, to pick up some food on the way back. Wearing the collar, he's like, "Yeah, sometimes you'll get you know five dollars off or something your your food just because yeah. they see the collar because yeah. it's a very Catholic area. So you go into a Catholic area, everyone's they see the yeah. collar, and uh, everyone just wants to be nice to you, <laughs> oh, oh, Father. You know, that's awesome. It must be super hot though in the ninety five degree. Oh water. my goodness, my friend, it was because was that polyester that you got on? Well, the wedding wasn't that bad. It was by the seaside, so there was a good breeze. And luckily, it had not gotten up. It was only in the high 80s. Mm-hmm. So neither of us were glistening with, with yeah. sweat by the end, which was which was good because I'm a very sweaty person. But then my last day of being in Jersey, I ended up going into New York City to visit uh, my my old boss at Greenpoint Reformed Church in Brooklyn, okay. New York. That's the place where I started up the Sunday yeah, school. Yeah. And turns out that she's now the head chaplain for the New York Fire Department. Wow. In addition to being the, uh, continuing as the pastor at Greenpoint. So she has an apartment overlooking Times Square. So it is epic. It is epic. Oh my goodness. And so I got a chance to, she came to Jersey one day and then I ended up going to New York on the 95 degree day. And I got off at the wrong stop because... I wasn't quite sure where her apartment was. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's not it's not very cool in the subway. And then on the street, I'm just, just dripping, Dying. dripping sweat everywhere. Gross. I feel so gross. You have no idea how gross I feel. Because I think I'm wearing, I have I have a couple of these shirts, so I was wearing this shirt. And it's it, it did not go well. Uh, it took me 
took me like a half an hour, 45 minutes once I got to her apartment just to stop perspiring. That's so, I hate feeling hot and sweaty. Yeah, I just, and then the trip back too, Joe had asked me if I could stop by Chinatown and get a Peking, Peking duck from one of the stores with the ducks in the window. Yeah. And so I did that, which was another, you know, 20, 25 minutes out of the way. And there was a good 10 minutes of walking each way, Gosh. each direction. So... And then I had to take a bus that took a freaking hour and a half to get from um, New York to the place in Jersey where he lives. Because it, it made, I think I counted 45 stops. No way. Yeah. It stopped every block. It was like a city bus. And I had to take it all the way north. Would it would it have been the same, uh, I mean, how many miles was this? It, it Driving, if you had just driven straight from there... It would have been maybe 45 minutes. Wow. So it took about an hour and a half. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you got to uh, get some Gold Bond medicated. <laughs> it's quite refreshing. Yeah, yeah, if I had thought about that in hindsight. But as soon as I got back, I just took a shower and felt... Dude, you know, trust me. Yeah. Get a thing of Gold Bond. Oh, man. Gold Bond. Feel, dude, it feel, makes you feel like oh, you can, wow. it makes you feel like you can do anything. It's really quite quite great. But um, one thing to add, real quick, uh, is so recently I got cast in a play, a comedy murder mystery, <gasps> and so we had our first rehearsal last week. So I have another one on Monday, and our sh- our show date is August fourth. So it's just going to be one show, just one run of it. But that'll be really fun. So I was pretty excited because I, I think when I went to the audition, I was like, oh, I'm tired. I don't know if I want to go. But I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll go anyway. And then luckily, it's like, nice. Wow. That is awesome, man. Add another uh, add another job to the resume. Yeah. And I'm sure it's going to be a unique experience. It, oh, it's already really fun. Because like, I read the script. And it's it's hard because when you read the the script of something it's like you read one thing and then when you start rehearsing and you kind of like see what's going on it's like okay now i kind of get it like it's so much easier to uh to get like okay now i see what was going on in her head when she wrote this like yeah okay, yeah okay i got it and like some stuff on on paper where it's like wait is this supposed to be funny it sounds like it's supposed to be a joke and then you rehearse it and it's like oh this is hilarious and then like everything in between that's not in the script that people like discover like oh i'm gonna add this move or this word and just add a little button to it and make it that much more fun oh my goodness and it's actually going to be in a church that's where it's going to be really where like the where the stage and the pews are but it's going to be totally decorated so I'm, I imagine that it's not even going to look like a church because I'm, wow. I'm really excited for this. This will be fun. That's going to be, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and I get paid. That all, that's always a nice little yeah. bonus. So I guess uh, I will ask, episode 100, what has been your favorite oh, yeah. part of Stream of Thought? Uh, the I think now that we've had a year going on this, I always think back to, like, the first few episodes yeah. of Stream of Thought. And I always listen to every episode uh, after we publish it, typically within, you know, 24 to 48 hours usually. Within, always within that same week I'll listen to it. But I think I might have to go back and just randomly select a few episodes between episode, let's just say, you know, between one and twenty, or something like that. Yeah, and go back and listen because I, I remember it. I don't know. It was just I don't know. It's like ah, oh, it feels good to reminisce on some of those early days. Yeah, I'll say. I mean, my mind actually goes back to the early episodes too, and those first couple of episodes were, were a little rough. I mean, it. it I've, really? I, well, I feel like. We were still getting used to the two-part component and switching from yeah. the interview style that we had done, and just having a fluid conversation. It felt a little. There were a little more uh, br- abrupt stops. Yeah. There was there were more 
just awkward moments kind it of thing. It would be interesting to go back and listen to a few of those now. Yeah, and I, yeah, it's been a while since I've gone back and listened to the early ones, but one thing that I just feel so much more confident now in is just being able to carry on a conversation. I've never been a super social or charismatic type of person, yeah. but doing this for a hundred times and literally I yeah, would do the same thing within 48 <laughs> hours, listen to the episode. I would, I would, he, I would get to hear certain things that I would say, do or sound like that would be annoying to me. Yeah. And I'd be like, I just, I'm kind of embarrassed about <laughs> how certain ways that I present myself. And then over time, just being aware that those were certain traits or behaviors that I was doing allowed that to be second nature. And I was able to focus more on the conversation itself. And it was, it was just a fun little, I felt like it was a little sparring session every time we would record in just trying to keep the conversation going yeah. back and forth, back and forth. How fluid and yeah. flowing can we make it? And when we nailed it, man, we would, we yeah. would both feel it afterwards when we had a really solid Another uh, thing that I really enjoy is when I listen to episodes, and this still happens, where I'll be saying something or you'll be saying something, and I'm listening to the episode, and depending on what it is that we're talking about, I'll jump to this thought and and then, and then I say in the episode, what I was thinking in my head verbatim. That is what, what? Oh man. That has happened to me on numerous occasions. Even though I listened to it within a couple days, like I don't remember the exact, um, the exact like journey that the episode takes. So like we're taught, like if we're talking about coffee or something like that, I'll have this thing in my head. I'll I'll have some smart ass remark to say. (laughs) And then I think in my head and within moments, I say that exact thing. in the episode. Yeah. It's the same thing, especially if I have, (laughs) it's on the late 40 and 48 hours and I've kind of forgotten about uh, what we said. I'll, I'll I'll be like yeah I, I kind of vaguely remember the conversation and we're talking you'll you'll say something stupid and I'll be like that's something stupid and then yeah. I say that exactly yeah. what I was thinking in my head and then it goes back and forth from there but yeah it it is it is a very surreal experience to be listening to yourself and be like yes I totally can predict what, yeah what, what my say. line of thought would be on a consistent basis it the, kind of feels good and the other thing uh, get to know yourself yes. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Like getting to know you. It's so outside of yourself. It's so weird. It's like, am I who I think I am? Yeah. And when you have those moments of being able to predict what you're going to say, not knowing, then I think that's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing too was when I learned that, uh, where, where you were like, uh, yeah, you pretty much say like, yeah, you know, you go on these these rants or you 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 have these ideas and you know, sometimes I just zone out and I'm just waiting for you to be done so that I can start my, you know, interview. And that happens again when you listen <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. And then it's funny because I don't know, we talked about this in one episode, but I'll sometimes sit here where you're saying something and I'll think to myself like, fuck, like Rick's is going been going on for a while and then it's like I don't really know what he's talking about anymore and then I think to myself I can't wait for him to either get to the point where he's like, oh, wait, wait, so, I don't, wait, what was I talking about? Or like, I don't really know what I'm going with this, but you admit to yourself like, oh, I've been talking for a long time, I don't even know what's going on anymore. Or, I think, he's been talking for so long about this one particular issue, I can't wait for him, the next time we get together, to say, oh yeah, sorry, I was really talking, I didn't realize it, but I listened to the episode and I was talking so much. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that that having that self awareness, that was a great learning thing on my end because yeah. Oh, I, I and another one of my favorites is when <laughs> when you when I'm telling the story and you call me out for spending like several minutes on information. Yeah. That has so the point to do of that was story. the point of that in relation to the story you were telling was uh, yeah, it's like uh, uh, I was just. Uh, 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 that, no, it was just an interesting story. No, it was just weird that I noticed that I was running low on gas. So uh, well, I, the real, this, yeah. I found this dollar bill in the parking lot <laughs> as I was on my way to this bigger story. <laughs> Going through the was, exact... What was the story I was telling where you were like, <laughs> you stopped me because you were like, wait. <laughs> you were, I was like talking about how I was planning to leave my house, leaving my house, Google Maps, traffic, and you're like, wait, 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 so what does this have to do with the story? And I stop and I think, 
Oh yeah, nothing. This has oh, nothing to do with the story. You you like being very vivid. <laughs> you're you're very detailed in your descriptions. Oh. I've, I've grown to appreciate that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, it's been it's been wild. Uh, do you have a do you have a favorite episode that comes to mind? Uh, n- no. I mean, it's I can't distinct one episode from another just because there's so much stuff that we talk about inside every every episode. But it's just like I'd say, just like general moments like that. Yeah. Say my my favorite one was let's play ball. Yeah, no, yeah, because I just thought right before you said that, probably the time that I laughed the hardest, that I laughed the hardest when you were describing, when you were like going, when you stood up and you went up in front of the judge and the uh, other attorney, and you were like, imagine you're just, (laughs) you get up, and you got all this energy, and you actually do the motion, and you're getting up to, and you're, (laughs) and you're like, you, for, obviously people can't see, but you, you charge yourself up and you and you start moving your arms like you're like you're getting ready to run like that character in X Men that just runs through the walls and yeah, then in that juggernaut movie, yeah like juggernaut and he's running through and he's getting up and then he just like hits that one wall in that one movie and just like stops. Oh. It sounded really stupid with the sound effect, but the motion, the the oh, imagery was, that came with that so much fun. was so hilarious. I'm trying to remember what episode? Yeah, that play was. ball. That episode was episode uh, forty-three. Episode I was going to say it was November, in the fo- November sixteenth, twenty seventeen. It was in the forties. That story was like the most amazing story I've ever heard, and just gives hope and inspiration to anybody who feels like they might get squandered by the law. Yeah. It's a, a a small victory with <sighs> with a big consequence. Gosh, that was so damn funny. Yeah, that was that was probably one of my favorite ones. That was that was enjoyable. Um I, I liked having our guests in yes. for our occasional occasional chats. In fact, I agree. Neil was able to stop by. Yeah, once. I agree. I'm really happy to uh it's been fun listening to these straight up episodes. Yeah, it brings um, back so many memories, because yes. that was back in 2016. It was a whopping two and a half years ago, but, you know. Yeah, two and a half years ago. felt like a long time. Yeah. yeah. It has been a long time since this all started. Yeah. Really. That's crazy mm. that we've been in this room that long. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been fun, but we're at about an hour I feel good about this uh, episode 100. I do. It's it's a great way to to put a close to an epic journey and to start a new one.